Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Adiola Depot here. Thank you so much for downloading Fight Night Extra. A reminder that I'll be joined every single Monday live on TalkSport 2 by Gareth A. Davis to dissect all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. 2021 is set to be a huge year for boxing, both in the UK and abroad, and we'll have you covered every single step of the way. If you can't join us live, make sure you subscribe to the Fight Night podcast channel to ensure you don't miss an episode. And while you're there, you can also check out some of the other great boxing programming, the likes of Fight Night, Fight of My Life, and the boy from Brownsville, the Mike Tyson story. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good afternoon, this is Fight Night Extra here on TalkSport 2 of myself, Adi Oladipo, and Gareth A. Davis. We are going to be discussing all the latest from the world of combat sports. Today, we're going to discuss what happened on the weekend, crazy weekend, of fights, including Daniel Dubois' big win over Bogdan Duda, which was live on TalkSport. We're going to chat as well about Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather too. This is Fun Extra here on TalkSport 2. It's always good to see a fighter build into a fight, trying to establish that jump. Big right hand from Dubois, and Dinu is dumped onto his back on the left-hand side of the ring. Marcus McDonald counting over him. He hauls himself to a couple of knees, and then the referee waves it over. That was a punishing right hand. And you could see the eyes were totally glassed as Dubois landed the shot over the top. Brilliant finish. Daniel Dubois back. And then when I see it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick, a quick heist, I'm gonna let y'all know this. Y'all can say what y'all wanna say. At the end of the day, I'm the smart one. I'm thankful because I made it past my 30s, knowing me. Still remember vividly the nigga put a gun on me. I'm petrified but moving like I got no sense of urgency. Pride making naked. What a crazy weekend of fights it was. Let's get to the real fights first. Uh, Gareth A. Davis with myself, Adiology. But good to be back. Missed you last week. I wasn't here. Obviously, you were, Gareth. I wasn't. Did, did you miss me? Be honest. Um, and, oh, wow. Um, wow. Um, no, okay. of course I, of course, <laughs> okay. I, I, of course okay. I missed you. I, but I had DJ Majestic, and he's such a big boxing fan. Is he? And such a big fight fan that... Mm. 
he 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 filled your large boots adequately. Uh, you know, he right. really did. And then he gave me a shout out on Kiss on Saturday night. Oh, that's the Friday reason night. then. So, that was the. Um, <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> but I hope you had now. a nice break. I, I hope did. you had a nice break. It was a nice break. Um, a lot of box on the weekend to catch up on as well. Let's start with Daniel Dubois. Uh, big win for him under Shane McGuigan now, stopping Bogdan Dinu in the second round. Looked good, didn't he? Danny Dubois. It's always hard to gauge over a couple of rounds, but he got the job done. He ticks the box. He can move on. Yeah, he can. He got rid of the ghost, Saddy, of the uh, taking the knee with his busted orbital socket and nerve damage against Joe Joyce back in November. Mm. Um, and, you know, he got over the mental demons of coming back. You know, he's behind his jab in the first round. And we know he's very explosive and he let that big right hand go. The thing is, we know that he's got explosive power to be able to knock anyone out in the heavyweight division and win a world title and maybe even hold on to the world title. Mm. But what he doesn't have is experience. And inside that experience, and which we didn't learn on Saturday night, is what will happen when he's in the trenches again with someone, yeah. when he can't put them away, when he gets into the sixth or seventh round, he's got to change the pattern of a fight. He's got to go into a, a bit of a toe-to-toe -to -toe battle with them. But like you say... He was derailed last November. He's a massive prospect. 15 knockouts in 16 wins. Mm. The only defeat to Joe Joyce. He's still only 23. So, But he's back on track and he'll probably face Trevor Bryan, I imagine, next. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you because that's that's a good and big shout there, Trevor Bryan next. Um, risky? I mean, Trevor Bryan unbeaten. I know level of opponents he's faced hasn't been good either, but he is unbeaten. Has a bit of a boxing IQ as well. That's, that's a risky one, Trevor Bryan. Yeah, it is. But the thing is... Look, Dubois got that. He's got what he's got is world class power, but not world class experience. Um, in at this stage in his career, look, he won the interim WBA title for all it's worth. It's like the fifth, fourth paper title that the WBA have because Anthony Joshua obviously holds the heavyweight crown. Yeah, and then you've got their other um, champions. Um, Mahmoud Char or Manuel oh, yeah. Char, yeah. Um, Trevor Bryan, who's the regular champion. And and Frank Warren was telling me afterwards, in fact, it was on the broadcast because I did all the ringside interviews after I was running up and down doing the interviews and we had <laughs> a great time. We had an amazing two and a half hour show, I tell you, with a thousand fans in there. The atmosphere was incredible. But um, Frank reckons they're going to they're going to push the WBA for that fight with with Trevor Bryan. Um, who's managed? Who's promoted by Don King, of course. Yeah. So the rivalry between uh, Frank Warren and, and Don King might be reignited, which is fascinating. Again, but he got the job done, and I think he was kind of happy in the dressing room, Daniel Dubois, because his sister Caroline had qualified for yeah. the Olympics a couple of hours earlier as well. So mm. we got to speak to him afterwards. I don't know if we've got any of the audio of that today. I hope we have. Um, and we spoke to Shane McGuigan as well. They've only been working together for three weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Shane believes that Daniel's so young. There's so much he can work with with him. Um, we know he's worked with heavyweights in the past, people like David Hay. So, no, I think it's a good combination. Young trainer, young fighter. Just before we move on from this final one about Daniel Dubois, do we have to be careful that we don't rush him again just because he is explosive. He does look good, right? All those knockouts in the lead up to the Joe Joyce fight and then they put him in with a very experienced Joe Joyce, right? Olympian, et cetera, et cetera. Is there the danger that if he does come through, say, a Trevor Bryan type again or if they do go that route, that they don't just do what they did before and put him in straight again with another guy floating around top 10, top 15? Or, or do you do that? Well, he's not going to get a... Look, he's not going to get a, a world title fight unless any of the belts are relinquished by, um, well, well, you know, what have we got? Joshua is fighting uh, in the summer. Yeah. 
then it's the world title fight is far away and uh, yeah end of 22 early 2023 anyway so you know they'll just match him against opponents that will test him in certain ways frank warren's done this for a million years Mm. um so you know it's setbacks are not always the worst thing early in a career because they've got to develop more and he knows what it's like to be in that situation now his eye was his left eye was closing at the time against joyce so it's all a learning curve, and you could feel his joy at being back on Saturday night. Yeah, um, and was, relief, and relief, Addy as well. Hundred percent. That's what it is. I mean, look, you were there, right? It felt relief as soon as Bogdan Dunu didn't get up, and he's quite—he's kind of within himself sometimes, Danny Dubois. But I almost felt like this explosion of relief, like, yes, I won. I'm okay. We're back. We can start moving again. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's exactly that, and that was the. You know, that was the kind of sense all around him. I saw his father on the nightstand. I saw his brother, Prince, who's six foot one and 17. Jesus. They reckon he's the best boxer in the, of all three of them in the family. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, going to be, it's going to be a very, very interesting journey. Mm. You know, with, with the likes of him and Flip Hergovich and these guys who are kind of starting out to get to that uh, world level who are not far away now. You know, there's people like Michael Hunter I'd like to see him face. There's, yeah. Um, you know, there's probably a Huey Fury fight somewhere down the line. There's tricky opponents. There's there's brawls he's got to be. There's all kinds of fights out there for him. Yeah. You know, but you know, hopefully he doesn't go into one of those legends fights like Mike Tyson or anyone like that. Oh God, fingers crossed that doesn't happen, right? <laughs> you know, we're, we're in that we're kind of time. Talk, we're going to talk yeah. about that because that's coming, right? I mean, it's crazy, right? What's going on in boxing right now? Um, before we do touch on that, quick one about this. Look, we. Boxing insiders knew about this all along, this zone deal with Matchroom and going global with them. I did speak to Frank Smith. We're going to play that a bit later. Um, Matchroom now look like they are going to start to, I'm not say dominate the boxing market because that's not going to happen because there are so many other entities in America that will look like they can still make a, a big play for it. But do you think now we are going to see Matchroom go truly global? I mean, fights in Africa and Australia like, really go global, not just in Europe and America. Well, it will depend on on who they can promote in those territories. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like if there was a star, like I mean, Anthony Joshua could, could. We've talked about it before, you know. If Anthony Joshua and um, and Deontay Wilder fought, um, let's say they could they could make an amazing return to the Rumble in the Jungle oh, fifty years later, wow. couldn't they? I mean, yeah, I mean that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing, and mm. you know, uh, and I know you're an advocate of that. I am. I think mm. it would be amazing. Um, but I think it will all come down to it's rather like you look at the the, the 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 MMA fighters that they're out there as champions at the moment. Israel Adesanya fighting this weekend, of course, or next weekend, sorry. Yeah. Um. And and Francis Ngannou, Kamara Usman. There's a there's scope and scape mm. for for putting on a big event on 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 the east coast of. Uh, uh, on the west coast of Africa, because the, the, there's, there's, there'll be a following for it. Yeah. Those guys are local heroes, becoming national heroes. So gyms are springing up. So I think Hearn's very smart. Look, he was already a big promoter, big promoter before he signed the deal with Design. I'm fascinating to hear what you got out of Frank, uh, Frank Smith, uh, um, uh, the director of Matchroom. Um, and I think with the, with the treasure trove they've got, with a big war chest, remember three years ago, $1 billion dollars, uh, into eight-year deal for them to try and take over America uh, with Matchroom USA. Um, so it's going to be a fascinating journey. I don't think 
you need you need you need a Pepsi to a Coke. You need you you, you need a City to a United. Yeah. You know you need an Arsenal to a Spurs. You need that that rivalry because otherwise I'm, I say I'm not calling it a monopoly, but monopolies as such uh, in inverted commas. Um, are not good for the sport no. because it, it, you need options on the other side. Yeah. You, you need rivalry. So um, but he's already big, Hearn. He's, you know, he, but maybe we saw an object lesson in the collapse of the, of the Joshua, Anthony, um, Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight with the rival sides, Al Heyman and Bob Arum in America, who are obviously rival promoters for Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury, where they weren't just giving it all up to Eddie Hearn. That's so interesting. Because he was announcing the fight, you know. I, I love, and I even think of it like that, the way the way you're saying, obviously you don't want it to become a monopoly because there'll be some boxing fans who look at what what's going on in the UFC, uh, obviously an organisation you know very well, and we're like, oh, we get all these fights with UFC, and it's because obviously UFC, yes, there's Bellator and one FC, but UFC is so big. But you're right, you don't want it to become a situation where there is only one massive monopoly. You don't want that in boxing. You want the competition. You want fighters to be able to go to this street or that street to get the money they feel like they deserve. You don't want it to be a case of you can only do it here and here only. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, um, for too long, MMA has just been called UFC, hasn't it? And it's not. MMA isn't UFC. There's all kinds of organizations and fight leagues out there. You know, Bellator won championship, Cage Warriors, yeah. and on and on and so forth. Um, you know, the, the K KSW in, in Poland that's really big, that gets crowds of 40,000. And I think, um, it, look, don't get me wrong, I've worked with the UFC for years and years and, you know, worked with them in, in broadcast terms and, 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 and helping them in some ways to, mm. to develop because they deserved it. But And they're an amazing entity and they're huge. But you... you, you when 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 one force is too powerful in the sport, you don't get. For, for example, um, like if 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 Eddie Hearn has um, uh, Canelo, yeah, we want a rival to that. We we I mean obviously they're they're out of deal now, but you just need those rivalries. Agreed. Otherwise, you have one person becoming the dictator of the sport. You know. Yeah, I mean you look at it with John Jones and Francis and Garner right now, right? That can't yeah, be made. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's exactly. a good example. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, we're here every single uh, Monday to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. If you've missed any of the show or like to listen again, remember check out our podcast over at TalkSport.com under the Fight Night banner. Next up, we'll be looking a bit more in detail about Daniel Dubois' big win on the weekend. Your winner and still undefeated, Tommy TNT Fury! More happy with that than anything. He's been living it up in America for three weeks, diving off boats, living the trillionaire's lifestyle. He's had two weeks in the gym. He's been getting to bed at five o'clock in the morning in America. He rises on nine. It's too late. Sure message just waves his arms across his body. And there it is, another win for Nathan Heaney. I'm not like an amateur elite. I'm not even that great. I like... But these like support me like I'm some kind of world champion. It's always good to see a fighter build into a fight, trying to establish that jump. Big right hand from Dubois, and Dinu is dumped onto his back on the left-hand side of the ring. And then the referee waves it over. That was a punishing right hand. And the new WBA interim heavyweight champion, Daniel Dynamite Dubois. Brilliant finish. Daniel Dubois back. Oh my God, I've missed this. How I've missed this. There is nothing like boxing.
<laughs> You're gonna love it. Find an extra here on Talks with myself, Adil Adipa. I assure you that wasn't my voice there. That was Gareth A. Davis's voice. Was that you, Gareth, to sing? It was me singing Tom. Huh. <laughs> Gareth, look, uh, you were there um, Saturday night. Only a thousand fans in there, but everyone's telling me it felt like there was five to six thousand in the noise they were making. It must have been good to be at a boxing event with fans just screaming their heads off. Oh, it was absolutely amazing. It was like being a rave in Telford. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm always a rave Telford for... Well. I'm always in a... Yeah, I'm always in, a, in the cause for a rave, just giving the cause in Tottenham a bit of publicity there. It's a great raving place, of course. Um, <laughs> the thing is this. Um, we have missed it so much. There mm. were more like 20,000 in there really? from the noise they were making. Yeah, it was amazing. And, you know, a lot of them were there for a guy called Nathan Heaney, about seven, eight hundred fans. You know, he's a 32-year-old, unbeaten, um, uh, you know, 12, 12 fights he's had. And, you know, he's, he's a lovely kid. And they all turned out for him. Um, he beat Ilian Mark, who stopped him in the third round. And it's just the, 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 the emotive feeling you get when there's a large crowd. It really mm. makes you realise. We had a fantastic broadcast on Saturday night. Myself, Adam Catchell, Spencer Oller, Andy Clark. It was that's, just that's a good team. Yeah, and, and Adam Reed, I've got to mention, Sal Ahmed, you know, producing us, Adam Reed, our, our um, tech guy. Um, it was just an amazing night, you mm. know. Um, Jake Wood came up and joined us afterwards, friend of Spencer's from EastEnders. It was just lovely to to be there and be out, and ev you could feel that everybody enjoyed it. The punters were, enjo were enjoying and behaving themselves. It reminded me of why I've loved this for so long, why I've been doing it for 30 years, because... There is a sterility about the last 16 months, not just mm. in our lives, but sport, all sport needs fans. I and mean, I yeah. know we've said it over and over again. And when you experience that, it, it was just amazing. And like you say, when Nathan Heaney came out to Delilah, it oh. was, he walked out like David Hay used to walk out. You know? Did he? I didn't even Looked around, he fist bumped everyone, stood on the corner, soaked it all up. It was just Extraordinary, and this is like a, an, a you know an eleven fight middleweight who's trying to win the British title at some point. So it was a very very memorable night for him, and we're going to get him on Talk Sport sometime because he's a great character. He is a great character. I follow him on uh, Twitter, and he was showing images of him posting like posting the tickets himself, like saying, oh, "I've done my duty. Now I need you guys to do yours." So he is a, an absolutely fantastic character. I want to quickly go back to Daniel Dubois. Obviously, look, the night was mainly about him and his comeback and return with new coach Shane McGuigan. Here's what he had to say after the fight about his future. You know, I'm back in the rhythm now and I want to get some tests and win some big bouts and have some great fights that the crowd will remember and I'll go, on, go down in history as a great. I like that. Look, very confident kid. Uh, go down in history as one of the greats. Obviously, look, you've got to rein him in a little bit, but... I mean, you've got to have that. You've got to have that hope that you are going to get back on um, the saddle, as they say, and move on from that defeat. Do you think he's ever going to try and go back for the Joe Joyce fight? Do you think they'll ever try and do that? A lot of people want to go and avenge a defeat. Do you think they need to? I think he does. I think mm. he does it me mentally. Um, but I think that's that could be two or three years down the line. I mean, well, unless Joe's retired by then, because Joe's 35 coming up, isn't he? Or, yeah. or he is already 35. But... Yeah, of course they do. Everybody wants to avenge a defeat. You know, it, it sits with you. It's a ghost. It's a skeleton in the cupboard, isn't it? So, mm. um, but he's got so much time, Daniel Dubois. And, you know, he's got to learn to protect himself. He, I thought he was, you know, he's got to learn to to not get hit too much. Yeah. Um, because if he, if, if he can, 
if he can time other fighters, as I said um, on the top of the show, he's an extraordinarily powerful and explosive fighter who's well capable of knocking anyone out in the anyone. division. Um, you know, I mean, look at... He, a nightmare for him at the moment would be someone like Tyson Fury who, oh. who would bamboozle him and confuse him. And But, you know, give him two years, five more, six more fights. We could have a real, real world beater on our hands. And someone needs to look at the division where you've got, you know, he's eight, nine years younger than Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Joe Joyce. Um, who have I left out there? AJ. Um, AJ. Um, he, he's, they'll be gone in two or three years' time. Mm. There's no way that AJ... AJ always says he's going to box till he's, you know, I don't know, 38. No I chance. can't see it. No, no chance. chance at all. He's two more, be, three more years. Exactly. He'll be wealthy beyond his wildest dreams and he'll be in business. Yeah. And that's, you know, because he's a very shrewd businessman and that's the route he'll go. Another name on the fight card uh, was Tommy Fury. And I don't know if you heard the... The bit there from his dad, John Fury, saying he, you know, he was partying in Miami, sleeping until 5 a.m. in the morning, doing all this, doing all that, only trained two weeks for this fight. What do you think they do with Tommy Fury? Is it just a case of just continually let him fight, stay busy, fights every couple of months, um, and, and it's got to park this idea of Jake Paul to one side and really focus on a boxing career, not these, and we're going to talk about Logan and Floyd in a minute, but not these exhibition fights, but really knuckle down and have serious fights. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know what John Fury said because I interviewed him. Oh, yeah, and I, sorry, it was you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, we hadn't seen each other for, for a good two years. It was lovely to see Big John. And he's, as you know, he doesn't mince his words. No. And he was saying, you know, I wasn't happy with him out there and I can't do his voice. I'm going to really have to go like that. Because he's got <laughs> I think very you have a few whiskeys voice. to do that for Yeah, a few whiskeys. And he's like, you know, but he, as he was saying, as John, John knows his boxing nuts and bolts inside out. He's a fighting man to the core. Cut him open and it would spell fight, mm. you know. Um, and as he was saying, you know, you know, there's young Tommy. He's only 20 years old. You know, he's jumping off boats in Miami with Tyson and... Be, living the celebrity lifestyle. He said, I had him for two weeks before this fight. They found the weight cut very difficult. Remember, he was not 175. I think it was 188 yep. when he weighed in. Like, you know, um, certainly, I think he got down to nine pounds over the... Um, light heavy limit. Light heavy limit. And that's what I asked him as well. Uh, can he really make light, um, light heavy weight? Because he's huge up here, isn't he? Massive arms, big chest on him. And they said, no, of course we can get him out. And John says, down in weight... And light heavyweight is his weight. But what's fascinating is, you know, John knows exactly what he's doing with him. And remember, Tommy Fury's style is very different to the other Furies. Yeah. Huey Fury, Tyson Fury, they're light on their feet. They move very well. They faint a lot. They throw out a very good jab. They work behind that jab. They're very traditional boxers of hit and not be hit, aren't mm. they? They're skill merchants. Tommy is naturally a brawler. So John is trying to turn him into a box fighter. We saw that on Saturday night in the first round that I gave to Jordan Grant, the Scotsman that he beat, yeah. to go to 6-0. and And, um, you know, I thought he recovered well. And so he's a guy who's going to be in very exciting fights. He's already a mainstream star because he's been on Fight Island. Molly May was there. I interviewed her for Talk Sport as well. She's going through it the whole time. You can see her. <laughs> and she's an expert when you speak to her. She keeps him grounded. Yeah. Uh, John Fury keeps him grounded. But I'm not sure I agree with you about the Jake Paul fight. I think that's a good fight for him. I really do, because they're both novices. Mm. And that's I think true. it that's would true, generate yeah. massive... And, and Jake Paul can bang, clearly. Mm. We've seen him bang. 
Um, and I think it's a big fight. And I, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to say no to that. And they won't because it's a huge money fight for all of them. You think you think it could happen? Like you, we, we hear yeah, it, right? Totally. You think now it, the chances of it happening it, it is there? Well, um, I I do think it could happen. Um, it, it, it will only. I think Jake Paul signed a deal with Showtime in the US. Yeah. And obviously, Tyson Fury's with um, with ESPN in America with Bob Arum and Top Rank Inc. But I think they were saying that you know I think Jake, Jake Paul had said, hadn't he, that he would fight um, uh, Tommy TNT Tommy on the undercard of Fury and Wilder three if he wanted to. Yep. I think that would be an addition to the card. I think it would be amazing. Frankly. I love it. I think, though, that Tyron Woodley derails all of this. But we'll talk about mm, that in a second. Mm, I really mm, think Tyron mm, Woodley derails everything. All right, listen to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember, here every week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and MMA. If you've missed any of the show would like to listen again, which I'm sure a lot of you will, then check out our podcast over at TalkSport.com. Next up, I'll be speaking to Matchroom CEO Frank Smith. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Left jab to the body. Oh, oh great shot from Joshua. And a left hand as well. Right hand into the side of the head of Povetkin, and he's got him going. Povetkin now is having to dig in. He's caught by Belfico, and he's down. Left hook followed by the right hand. Povetkin goes down, and he's almost falling through the ropes. I want to talk all things uh, Matchroom right now. Um, like I've been saying for, must be about the last three, four years, I think Matchroom are the biggest promoters in world boxing, and they are going to start dominating world boxing. Um, Ta-da. I was correct, right? I was I was correct, and I'm proud to say I was correct. Let's welcome in uh, Frank Smith, CEO of Matchroom Boxing. Uh, Frank, look, it was, I think, the worst-kept secret that you guys were going to join up with DAZONE and sort of take the boxing world global. Obviously, we've seen this DAZONE partnership in America. We can now talk about this DAZONE partnership. Before we do, though, I want to quickly look back at the time with Sky, because I think we've had some ridiculously good nights with Sky. Some of the the big O2 Arena events, obviously AJ going to Wembley and the Principality. When you look 
back at that time with Sky. What's your proudest moment? Yeah, I think, look, you know, we have to say thank you to Sky. It's been a great partnership. We've done so much together, as you say. Um, you know, so many events, Joshua mm. Klitschko, Wembley, Frotch Groves. I don't know if you know, we had 80,000 there. <laughs> um, you know, all these shows, when we went to Saudi yeah. uh, with, to do the Joshua Ruiz rematch, it's, it's been an exciting journey. And I always was talking to someone the other day saying, if you... If I thought back to five years ago when we were in that period then, mm. you always thought it can't get bigger than this, can it? But every year it seems to have grown and now we're in such an exciting place, you know, with so much to look forward to. It's funny you say it because I, I was like that as well, watching the events. Like, I was lucky to go to a few of them uh, and I remember thinking, it can't get better than this, surely. I just, especially the O2 Arena ones. Yes, the Wembley ones were bigger in terms of sort of the amount of fans there and maybe the magnitude of the fights. But some of those O2 Arena events, I just looked around thinking... This is just as good as it gets. But you're basically saying it's now going to get bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's got, it, you know, over the years, it's got so much bigger. I think with our global growth and looking at the new markets, we went into the US, uh, Italy, Spain, you know, so much more to look forward to. Um, and, you know, it's is, it is just going to get bigger and bigger, bigger and better. Mm. Uh, and I can't wait for it. Talk about that going into the US with DAZN. Uh, I remember when it was announced that you'd signed that big deal with DAZN, everyone was excited and there was almost this, okay, we're going to sign everyone, Phil. Almost a bit like what Al Heyman did many years ago where he signed literally every single fighter. Was it a bit harder than you expected it to be? Yeah, look, it, it, of course, you know, I think we were very excited at the time. Um, I, I guess we thought it may have been a little bit easier, but, mm. you know, it's been a... It's been a Long road. We think we're three years down the road now. We're, we're in an exciting place with Canelo. Yeah. You know, we've done some great events with him. The brand, the business is in a, is in a much better place, you know, much better known. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I suppose it took us years to get to where we were in the UK. So we couldn't have just walked into the US and gone, we're here, guys. You yeah. know, we're ready to go. So I think um, we learned a lot. You know, being working in the US, every state is like a different country. <laughs> yeah. You know, so just learning about the way people are in different states, you know, the way people react to things, you know, what what do they like? Um, and I think we're, we're in a good place now. And, that, and that's exciting for us. And it's all about now is looking at, you know, the UK is how can we grow and keep building in the UK, mm. US continue growing and then new new territories as well. That must have been the difficult decision, right? And, and finally on Sky, just to leave Sky, just because it is that known brand over here everyone knows sky sports right it's almost like the, the mount rushmore of broadcasting to leave them to go on to what still is a new streaming platform in the zone that couldn't have been an easy decision no look you know we have a we have a great partnership with Sky across our group of businesses you mm. know with the darts uh you know all our multi-sport events you know there's so so many other things we do with sky They're, they've been a great partner as i said um but i think now's now's the the right time to make the move um, you know, what DAZN have done as a business is amazing to see uh, in such a short space of time in so many different markets. And, you know, the UK is a, is a key focus for them. And it's, uh, it's, it's exciting for us to start from sort of day one with them, you know, yeah. when they launch the global product. It's a, it now's the time, you know, really to make a move. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited for what the next five, year, five years holds for us. Mm. Um, you know, not just focused on the UK, but on a global scale and uh, how we can grow the sport of boxing. And this gives us the platform to do it. I'm happy you mentioned the global scale thing. I mean, I worked in, um, in Africa for a couple of years covering boxing out there. Are there plans to go out there and, and cover it and open what is, look, just a, 
uh, so so much depth of talent there, but in terms of sort of broadcasting and putting on fights, maybe they aren't as good as obviously what happens in America and Europe. Is there any sort of scope to go to Africa and do events over there? We've had conversations. We've actually got a conversation this evening um, with with some promoters out there that we work with. Um, so definitely opportunity there. You know, we're looking at Australia, New Zealand, Germany, Scandinavia, so many places uh, where there's opportunity and so much great talent to 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 unlock. So mm. you know, it's definitely somewhere we're we're, we're looking at. And uh, I think in the next you know, over the next six, twelve, eighteen months, you're definitely going to see growth and new markets for us. Find a couple of points, Frank. Uh, Fight camp back July thirty first. I mean, the last one was excellent. Like it really, I think it kind of. It, exceeded everyone's expectations uh the female fights the guy it was just a great event all in all um will there be a small splattering of fans allowed or is it just again kind of behind closed doors for, for which show sorry cut out sorry for, for fight camp yeah fight camp we, we actually got a meeting in the office today there's about there's a, there's a few people here doing a doing a load of work with uh to put the plans together we're um hoping to announce some details soon on the tickets um, and I think we're just going to wait until just after that June 21st period. Yeah. Um, and, you know, see if anything changes in between now and then. Uh, but, yeah, definitely the plan is to have fans on site here in our headquarters. Hopefully no one tries to get into the office. <laughs> Be careful. You know, these UK fans are a bit crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm still not over the, the fallout of um, AJ versus Fury. It's going to still take me a while to get over that one. I, I, I thought it was a done deal. Um, Fury's obviously going on to fight Wilder in that trilogy fight that not many of us want to see, but we'll probably still tune in. Um, AJ, what's happening with him? Is it going to be Usyk? Are we still in the air with that one? Dillian White, Andrew Ruiz, where are we with that? No, look, we're working towards making the Usyk fight, um, hopefully some news soon. You know, AJ AJ doesn't uh, shy away from yeah. anyone. You know, it's unfortunate about the Fury fight, but we got to move on. You know, it's uh, we all wanted it to happen. Unfortunately, it didn't. So, you know, we've got to, we got to keep going. He wants to keep his belts. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm very confident the... The Usyk fight will, will be made and hopefully new soon. But, you know, like I say, he's the biggest star in in, yeah. uh, in the sport, Anthony mm. Joshua. And, um, you know, I think he's got a huge three, four, five years ahead of him as well. Um, and, you know, we could, there's time to make the big fights. Like, you know, unfortunate that it didn't happen, but we will keep pushing to make it happen, that one. Where's Matchroom going to be boxing-wise? Look, you already know you're taking over everything else. Pool, as you say, darts, everything, right? I mean, fishing, angling, everything. Where's Matchroom boxing going to be in the next five years, Frank? Uh, I hope, you know, in a, I hope we grow into a business that's doing, you know, we're currently doing 50 events a year. Maybe we that's get to crazy. 100 events a year, two a week, uh, all around the world in 15, 20 countries. You know, like I say, the, the, big, the big push for us now is to grow the sport of boxing. Mm. Um, and you know, I think we're in a great place to do that. I think if anyone's going to do it and 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 you know become a real sort of global powerhouse of boxing, it's going to be matchroom boxing. Yes, um, and you know, it's, it's exciting period for us as a business. And you know, for me personally, I can't wait for what the what the future holds. Honestly, what you've done as well and your growth. I mean, you talk about matchroom, your growth as well, Frank. What you still? What you're 28, aren't you? 28. I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I feel a little bit older than that though. 28 years old, CEO of Matchroom Boxing. Frank Smith, really appreciate your time, my man. Thanks very much. Cheers, Thanks Frank. Great to hear from Frank Smith. I mean, I first remember seeing him when he was 20. Now he's 28, CEO mm. of Matchroom Boxing. He really has uh, grown into the role and, and done very, very well in it as well. Uh, Gareth, obviously, look, we, as I said, insiders, people like yourself, obviously know about this zone uh, deal way before uh, it was announced. Um, what do you make of this move from Sky to zone and this apparent want to 
kind of take over boxing and make it as global as what Frank was saying there? Well, there's limitations with with them being involved with uh, Sky, aren't there? Because you know, the, the, it's it's a British entity, isn't it? So that the, they really want to go global. They're incredibly ambitious, and as he says, being a global powerhouse is what they're all about. Mm. And you know, they've got all the wherewithal to do it. DAZN are the leading digital broadcaster in sport. They're they're, they're huge. Um, and they'll only get bigger. And when they buy up football rights as well, they'll get more subscribers because they will go for football rights eventually. Yeah. Premier League, Champions League, you know. So, you know, they're, they're set fair. I mean, it, they, they need the wins in their favour. I Sometimes I just worry that when he says, you know, 100 events a year, will they be um, kind of... Um, spreading themselves a little bit too thin. Diluted. You know, but, but then they can just grow the company. They can just grow the company everywhere and have offices around the world. Matchroom Uzbekistan to Matchroom Africa. So, you know, they're very, very ambitious. They, they seem to, to, to have limitless capacity. And, and, you know, you see that with Eddie Hearn. He's relentless. And Frank, again, is an incredible and indefatigable worker. And like you say, he's put his life into it since he was a 16-year-old kid. Mm. In fact, he put a picture of himself out the other day when he was 16 and just started as the T-boy. So you can't, you can't <laughs> fault their ambition in the slightest. And they've got a very able and willing partner in DAZN who, who want to, to take it global. So, you know, as I say, what, what's important is in all the other territories that they have a rivalry or, or competitors to, to, to make sure that the, 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 the product is strong everywhere. From a, a fight fan's perspective, um, obviously, look, a lot of people in this country would have grown up and seen that Matchroom and Sky Sports combination, and it worked so well, right? Massive events um, all over the country. It really was, I think, almost hit that kind of topping point a few years ago where it just felt like there was big events after big event. MEN Arena, Echo Arena, O2 Arena, and then AJ coming along. For a fight fan, what do you think they can expect now with this zone link up? Does it mean more money in the kitty so that we are getting bigger fights on a Saturday night. So there's there's now more money to spread over the fighters and it's not a diluted product like Frank said there, sort of 100 events a year. In my head, I'm thinking that means it's going to be one good event, one poor event, one good... Can we expect good events throughout the whole year, do you think? Well, well, I mean, you know, it depends how you judge a good event, but, mm. but the good matchups is the most important thing, you know, that the right fights are being made and you know the algorithm of boxing where some boxers are built... You know, well, all boxes are built. You know, so um, you know, there's a there's a there's a ladder that they climb. I, I just, as I say, I, I I think the the key is the matchmaking, but also that they build slowly. I mean, at the moment, I mean, DAZN is clearly value for everyone because it's one ninety nine a month. So whereas people were paying for six seven pay per views on Sky a year as well, which they'd gone to, I think it was seven a year. Yeah. Um, and, and some of them were, were, were criticised for not being <laughs> pay-per-view events. But, but, it, you know, but they were the best pay-per-view events they could create. Yeah. Um, and, you know, boxing is one of those events, where, is one of those sports where it's all about the narrative and the protagonists involved and whether people are invested in it. So it's how they tell the story of the guys they're promoting now and how they match them up at the right time and whether they can get the leverage to be able to draw the other big names, to draw Errol Spence, to fight someone who's their welterweight champion, who's their best welterweight fighter away from PBC, whether whether 
Hearn and Matchroom can can have relationships with Bob Arum, with, with Frank Warren, with Al Heyman, with Oscar De La Hoya, the, the other big promoters in the world, to make sure that we capitalise and have the best fighting the best as often as possible, because that's the biggest problem in boxing. Finally, just before we go, break, uh, Gareth, on this one, do we know what's going on with Sky yet and what they're going to do next? I mean, are they going to work with several different promotional companies are they going to stick with just one are they going to do kind of like what we saw last night are they going to go down that route just to kind of bring the numbers in do you know what sky are planning to do well they're using a couple of very um savvy um uh, industry insiders uh, who i'm aware of who really know the know the sports people that have worked some of them have worked with our major promoters before and i think that i know for a fact that they are have been speaking to uh, top rank and Bob Arum. They've spoken to Al Heyman and PBC. Um, there are there are names in the hat who are going to um, oversee all that. Mm -hmm. So you know it, it, they've got to rebuild. It's 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 like a divorce in some ways. They have to rebuild their boxing kind of output, don't they? And and it'll be an interesting time. And and I boxing has such a draw, and they've got their box office channel that they will want. Um, big names on there. And as we know, AJ has carte blanche to go with um, Skybox Office. And I think he'll also align with Eddie and DAZN in a business sense as well. I think it's going to be a very, very interesting journey. It's going to be a fascinating in the next few months at least. All right, you're listening to Final Extra here on TalkSport 2. Remember here every week to discuss all the latest from the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. Next up, we're going to be looking at last night's fight. And we're also going to be talking about Team GB as well. A lot of them have qualified for the Olympics. Right, Gareth's going to fill us in on that next. And then when I say it's a chance for me to do a heist, a quick... <laughs> A quick heist. I'm gonna let y'all know this. Y'all can say what y'all wanna say. At the end of the day, I'm the smart one. Cause it, I don't care if you write good about me, you write bad about me, just keep writing about me. Y'all keeping my y'all keeping my name out there. Y'all talking about, oh yeah, Floyd, yeah, they, they they say, oh Floyd don't look good like he used to look. My bank account looking better and better each and every day. And I and no, no, and I'm not, and I'm not coming back to the sport of boxing. Absolutely not. Interesting words there from the great Floyd Money Mayweather. Uh, Money being uh, the important title of that name there. Um, look, he fought Logan Paul yesterday. He, look, he knew what he was doing. He wants to make as much money as possible, and he called it an illegal bank rob. Sorry, illegal bank robbery. That's what he called it. Uh, Gareth, I was um, listening to your views on this um, last week. Um, look, you fully understand how it works. You, you've, you've been to these events. Um, you've seen how they work. What do you, you make of it all, though? Um, good for the sport, bad for the sport, not part of the sport? Where are we? Well, it's it's very hard to actually put that in context. It was, it, you know, it's quite surreal. Um, mm. As he said, you know, it, it was it was a legalised uh, bank robbery. He knew he was making a ton of money in a, in a, in a tiny, massive reward, mm. no-risk fight for him, frankly. Um, and we saw that. He, he let Logan Paul win the first two rounds, then he won the last six, in my view. Yeah. Um, I got up in the night, paid for it, watched it. Um, you know, I felt very dissatisfied with it. It was a, it was a farce. It was hollow. Um, but, you know, he's built towards that over a very long period of time. You tell me anyone, even though people like Ricky Hatton have criticized it, Tony Bell, you have said it's dangerous, and I agree with him, it could be dangerous. You see, you've got lots of people out there today saying, look what Logan Paul did. Like, you could see that the man's absolutely delight yeah. that he'd gone through these rounds with Floyd Mayweather. It was an amazing <laughs> experience. 
And I know Floyd was throwing big kind of winging punches at the end and, you know, people said he was trying to stop him. But Floyd managed that fight very carefully um, not to not to deliberately go in. You know, he, he walked him down a little bit. Um, you know, he, I, th- I thought he nearly knocked him out and held him up at one point. Yes, no, he did. Um, he did. He did. It, I saw know, that. Yeah. So, so, you know... The, the, the danger is for boxing, and, the, and it is being said a lot out there today. Oh, look, what you can do with just a bit of training. You can go in boxing and be a, a great... You, no, it doesn't work like that. Floyd Mayweather managed that fight. He, he, he kept Logan Paul in there. What did I make of it overall? It was what it was. It was an exhibition bout with a very famous YouTuber who's um, a brilliant marketeer himself, as is his brother Jake against boxing's biggest marketeer. And I think what Floyd knows, and I think he admitted it there in his post-fight press conferences, I can't do another one of these. Mm. I've done this one now. That was back boxing's big bank heist. Um, and, and, and that's it. I don't, I don't see it again. There will be copycats because of the amount of money involved. And I mean, it was so big on social media last yeah. night. You could not get away from it. It, it, it melted the Twitter sphere for a start, for ages, mm. for hours. Um, and it's still going on today, but uh, it's not something I advocate, but it's, it's you know, I mean, I, I, I said late last week that the Paul brothers, Jake and Logan are drunk on fame and money. And, you know, and, and, and who can, who, you know, the, you, you can't say, no, they shouldn't be allowed to do it because they've earned that position. Yeah. I mean, he, the boy did all right last night, to be fair to him. In great know? shape, wasn't he? And yeah. he did a lot more than a lot of us expected. You know, he's got a great physique. Yeah. You know, he, he's a wrestler, isn't he? And I said last week, he's a, you know, it's like, it's like a kid from the school playground fighting a world champion. And, that, and, that, and that's what it was. And he gave his all. And, and Floyd, at the age of 44 and a grandfather just <laughs> conducted the orchestra and uh, he's quite transparent about what he's just done you, you can't get any more transparent saying that was a legalized uh, kind of bank heist and and he's earned incredibly from it no one in boxing i think if they had that opportunity would have said no either that that's that's 100 percent, and that's why i laugh at some of the people that are in boxing that have tweeted negative about it. i'm like you would do exactly the same thing and you know you would are, are they almost getting away of it and growing because there have been no look we don't want to see it but no serious injuries in their youtube boxing events i mean we've got tyron woodley versus jake paul coming up soon and i mean look you followed tyron woodley throughout his career that's a guy that could potentially hurt jake paul i mean it, it could and i almost feel like they're getting away of it and everyone's loving it and everyone's going on board and jumping on board of it those that are not in the boxing world just because all they see so far is a bloody nose and a bit of sweat They've not really seen any severe injuries. And I wonder if that's why it's still got so much momentum. Yeah, I mean, I, equally, I think, I think Jake Paul is, is arguably a level above his brother as a boxer as well. Um, and he's a big puncher. And um, I, think, I think the key is, you know, can Tyron Woodley land before Jake Paul lands? Because <laughs> yeah. Tyron's at the end of his career. I think he's 0-4 oh in his last four, isn't he? So... Mm. Um, you know, but like you say, that is the big danger in this, that it's an inherently dangerous sport and someone could get seriously hurt doing it. And that's what will 
suddenly make the, this big juggernaut hit the buffers if, if that happens. Yeah, uh, final 30 seconds, and it deserves a lot more than this, so I do apologise. Just as you know, this is always a busy show, Gareth. Um, GB Boxing, I mean, we look for the next talent, and I mean, you have to go and watch the Olympic qualifiers to realise we have a lot of talent coming through. I mean, I just spoke to your fair, and I think you said 10 have qualified. Was it 10 that have qualified for the Olympics in Tokyo so far? It's incredible. Yeah, it was a triumphant weekend in Paris. Some mm. eight further members of the GB boxing squad secured Olympic qualification for Tokyo 2021. Obviously, we mentioned earlier Caroline Dubois, um, Daniel Dubois's sister, Charlie Davison, Lauren Price, Luke McCormack and his twin, Pat McCormack, to mention them all, Ben Whitaker, Cheevan Clark at heavyweight, Fraser Clark at super heavyweight. Much, much respect to Fraser Clark, who's been in the team 10 years. You know, Anthony Joshua went before him and then Joe Joyce took his place in, in Rio and took the, the silver medal. And then two had already qualified, Galal Yafai and Peter McGrail, in the qualifying event in London last year that was stopped halfway through uh, because of COVID. But uh, congratulations to the great 10. The other professional said 30 seconds. He'd done 32 seconds on the nod. Gareth A. Davis, as always, my man, thank you very, very much. That's it for this week. Thank you once again for downloading the podcast. We'll be live again next Monday on TalkSport 2. And if you miss us, make sure to subscribe to Fight Night Podcast to catch up with all our other episodes. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.